Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Excited to welcome his beautiful family back uh, to Atlanta as well. Um, thank you guys, all you, all you media, for being here and covering us throughout the year. We, we do appreciate it. Uh, thank you to all our fans, friends, family that are watching with us online today as well. We appreciate all your support. So uh, first, just a few things about the search itself. Uh, we began in earnest back on January 8th um, after the press conference, and as you've seen, we had 14 just outstanding candidates. Uh, Arthur promised that we would have a very thorough process, thorough search, um, and we did. Um, we had a wonderful team uh, working, uh, supporting us, uh, doing a lot of research, uh, working through all the interviews. So I want to thank all of them for the great work that they've done for the last month or so and uh, excited that we've landed on the right leader here with Raheem for our team. So uh, we will start out. We'll have a few words from, from Terry. Uh, he'll pass it over to Raheem. Um, and then David Bassett is going to moderate us, and uh, we'll wrap up before 3 o'clock. All right, guys. Um, so, again, like uh, Greg said, really appreciate everyone being here, uh, particularly uh, Raheem's family. Um, very uh, exciting. It's a really exciting day for all of us. Um, I'll start or I'll go back. I haven't addressed anyone, so I want to go back to the season just briefly. And um, I understand that we all had high aspirations for this season. We didn't reach our marks, um, and we didn't get to where we need to get this past season. And there were some positives, but, but clearly we didn't reach our goals. That's on all of us, um, starting with me. Um, at the end of every season, whether you win seven games, 12 games, are you in the Super Bowl? You're always going to take a step back and look at every process and go through the entire organization and look at areas you need to um, uh, improve. And that's what we're always going to be doing. I'm, we're always looking in the mirror in, in the entire uh, building. We're all looking at ways to improve. Um, we understand that difficult decisions are made. And we know Arthur Blank has said that those decisions aren't taken lightly. Um, you know, I want to acknowledge Arthur Smith, and we had a great relationship, a very collaborative relationship. Um, and I would say from 2021 to, to, to this point right now, we do believe that this team is in a different place, and Arthur played a big part in that. So we wish him and Alice and his family the absolute best moving forward as they take their next steps in Pittsburgh. As we get into the search, Greg said it was a thorough process. It was very detailed and organized, very appreciative of everyone involved in the search. Um, our entire organization was involved. Um, there are some specific people. I'm not going to start naming people, but it was an excellent process, very thorough. Um, the, there were excellent candidates from former head coaches to uh, there's some candidates that have become head coaches since then and also some that we know will be head coaches. And we appreciate that because that's not easy to go through that. Some guys are in the playoffs. You really put yourself out there when you're going through that process. And so um, it was very thorough. It was very detailed. We really appreciate everyone that was involved in it. Through that search, it was uh, very clear that there was one person that really stuck out, and that's Raheem Morse. And it, it was his infectious energy, his natural leadership, his, his charisma, his his football instincts and intelligence, but also his collaborative mindset and the way he puts people around him and, and listens and empowers people. Um, his clear vision for what we're going to do here, and he's been to two Super Bowls. He's been to three Super Bowls. He's got two rings, and we're going to get him another one. That, that's our charge. But it's been very fun working with Raheem these last 10 days. And I don't know when he sleeps because he's on the West Coast and I'm on the East Coast, and he usually wakes me up in the morning about 5 
I'm getting texts from him. He wants to, he's a FaceTime guy. He likes to FaceTime. So I know his family well already. I've met all Nicole and the kids because we're always FaceTiming. But it's been excellent as we've gone through and putting together the staff. The next step will be to work through our roster and really get into that, get into formulating our offseason plan, how we're going to attack free agency, how we're going to attack the draft, and we're going to make sure we put together a team and that is competing for championships and that is having sustained winning. That's what our owner, Arthur Blank, our organization, and most importantly, our fans deserve. So with that, I'm very excited to join Arthur Blank, uh, Greg, our entire organization, in, in welcoming back to Atlanta uh, Raheem, Raheem and his family. Thank you. That was awesome, Terry. <laughs> No, um, this is a pretty tight crew today, I can see. Got to loosen you guys up a little bit. I know Allison's back there. She's pretty <laughs> excited about this. Um, but I had to loosen the crew up. You know, this is not one of those tight situations. I want you guys to be comfortable um, in this environment with me because we'll be here a lot, right? And it's pretty cool. Um, but I wanted to start off by first thanking my family. Um, I know they've been mentioned three times already, but I, I wouldn't be in this, in this position without um, my extended family, my immediate family, whatever you want to call them over there. But my lovely wife, Nikki, my daughter, I, I don't even know. I can't even look at her anymore. My 13-year-old daughter, Maya. Uh, my eight-year-old little princess over there, Malia. And that little dude we call Jalen. Um, fired up to have those guys here for me. And uh, what a wonderful deal. My mom and dad, I'm fortunate to be here. And just delighted. And doing it for the second time and getting this position and then having your parents have a, be a part of that. and a part of back, getting back into the situation, man, I, I can't tell you how good that feels as a son and as a, a, a person inside this family and being with these guys and just everybody that came today to support me and my in-laws, my brother-in-laws, my mother-in-law, everybody involved and it is absolutely outstanding that they're all here with us. Uh, they're with me. Uh, my agent in the back, Brian Levy, he's got the camera. He thinks he's part of the media today. Um, <laughs> outstanding guy, him and Cedric Saunders and um, I wouldn't be here, here without the Lazans and their help and what they've done for me and, and everything that's happening with our family and everything that's moving forward. And I thank you guys for coming to support me today. Next, I just wanted to thank uh, the Blank family. And you guys know how close and tightly related I am with the Blank family. But um, to make this thing happen, to be a part of each other, so thankful, so thoughtful. Um, what a process that I went through with, the, with everybody, just the National Football League in general. But having to be a part of... Um, the Atlanta Falcons is absolutely outstanding. You know, I know the family well, from the sons and Josh and Max, uh, to Arthur himself, to everybody that was involved, that was there every day on a day-to-day -day basis. This organization with Greg, with Rich McKay, with Terry, and everybody that was a part of that, with Brett Jukes, all of us. Says, it's, it's so nice to come back and see familiar faces um, from when you were here the first time and to be able to meet some new people that you're really excited to work with and you're really ecstatic to work with. Um, that was such an awesome feeling. And I also want to thank, thank the people where I come from in L.A. And the Cronkies and their family and Josh and Stan and just the all-out support that they gave me all the way from the top, going to Les Need, Sean McVay, Kevin Demoff, Tony Pastor, and the people out in L.A. were absolutely outstanding. And how they supported me through the whole process, how they've guided me through the whole process. They've let me grow. They've matured everything that you've done in this business and some of those things. I want to let you guys know, I do understand the importance of being the first black coach in Atlanta history without an interim tag, understand the importance for that for us, understand the importance for the people before me, the people after me, the current people right now, understand the importance of that and how important that is to this city, uh, particularly where we are right now in the mecca of black history, right? I think that's very important to acknowledge. The next thing I want to talk about is really the we factor. I am so excited to collaborate with Terry Fontenot and his family and our organization and his group and everything that they've done, right? Since I've left, they've done nothing but build pieces and get a, just a tightly knitted team put together. They've added to the culture that I can't wait to be a part of and add to. And I just think that was a really important factor for me to come back and a really important factor of allowing me to come back and be a part of that. And I, I can't say enough about what the people around me have done moving forward and how we're going to move forward together. Make no mistake about it, right? The community supports us on Sundays to go out and win a game. And it's our job to support this community. 
in a bigger way than you can even imagine. So I, I understand the importance of that as well. Uh, this Atlanta community is awesome. I can still remember the day of painting houses and all of our projects that we do. This whole family, this A&B group, is just an outstanding uh, thing to be a part of, and I, I just can't wait to be a part of that thing and fully invested in doing all the stuff that we want to do with this community. And then the last thing I'm going to mention is the reason we're here. It's going to be a winning culture, and we're here to win, foo win, win football games. At the end of the year, there is only one team that's happy. And Terry mentioned it, but I've only been in that position twice in my career, and I can't wait to go back there again. And I can't wait to do it with you. You guys, the media, you're part of this too. You're part of this team. I know you guys are all serious because it's the opening press conference. You give me the mean looks, but I'll get that out of you <laughs> soon enough. Let's shake this crowd up, man, and let's, uh, let's have some fun and let the next part of this, this, uh, this press conference begin with David Bassley leading the way. All right, we'll go ahead and open up to Q&A. If you can raise your hand, if you have a question, Mike Holders will get to you. We'll start off on the left with Michael Rothstein. Yeah, Raheem, you mentioned, obviously, this is not your, over here. Other left. Sorry. <laughs> uh, you mentioned that this is obviously not your first go-around as a head coach. What did you learn from those three years in Tampa? I know it's a long time ago, but what did you learn from those three years in Tampa that gives you the confidence that will be more successful this time around? Mike, it's the, uh, the overall maturity of the profession. It's really what you got to lean on, the, the, the overall growth. Since Tampa, I've dedicated really my professional development to helping whoever I work for at the time. Right. I was fortunate enough to go to Washington and really work with Mike Shanahan and be around it and see a guy that's won Super Bowls as a head coach, um, be with him and just really develop and him allow me to be behind the curtain, so to speak, moving forward to here with Dan Quinn and going through the process of what we were able to do and doing a lot of winning football games and being able to be a major part of helping and contributing to those factors. Having the ability to go out to L.A., get the job finished, being behind the curtains there as well and being with that crew, Mike, it's been one of the things that you just can't ever forget about, one of the things that you can never look over and glaze over is uh, the accomplishments that you have in your career. But now coming back and being a part of the collaboration, that I, the shared vision, the, all the things you want to do with Terry and what he's starting to build and so excited to come back and going through this process and really going through it in a detailed fashion, I think it's the things that will help us move forward. I'm fully prepared. I've been preparing for this since the last day when I was in Tampa, right? And you spend the rest of your time and the rest of your coaching career, you finish up figuring out when you're going to be ready for that moment. And this is the moment. And now it's time to go, Mike, and I can't wait to do it with you, even though I can't find you in the crowd. <laughs> that's, uh, a, that's a big deal, Mike. You asked the first one. I thought we were going to zoom in. I mean, I, mean, I listen, one. I can't control that. He's in that. Vegas. He, he's right. lost in his hat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, Terry, for you, I mean, three weeks ago, a month ago, whatever it was, when – uh, Arthur Blank and Rich McKay were sitting up there. They said that, you know, it was really them that you'd have input. How much input did you end up having in this entire process as you're the, you know, the one up here, at least from a football perspective, that's answering the questions today since Arthur Blank's not here? Yeah, and, and Mike, uh, I appreciate the trust and, and Arthur allowing me to lead that process. And there were a lot of people that were obviously heavily involved in, in that process from Greg Beatles. Rich McKay, our assistant GM, Kyle Smith, Ryan Pace. A lot of people put a lot of work into that process, and we know the ultimate decision is on Arthur Blank, but I've learned a lot from the way Arthur leads because he's making the final decisions, but he's very collaborative, and he wants to hear. He wants everyone to be involved and wants to hear what everyone has to say. So um, I was empowered to lead that process. We know Arthur made the ultimate decision, but it was, it was an excellent process, and we're excited about the result. Please state your name and affiliation. Absolutely. Hey, Coach Rex Castillo from WRBL News. First of all, congratulations on the job. Thank you, this uh, coaching search had a lot of big names as well. Uh, with Coach Belichick, you could talk to the casual fan about like his resume. Not saying you're not qualified, but for some people who may be, you know, a little apprehensive with this decision, how can you assure the Falcons fans that they made the right choice? What you can do for them? You know, Rex, when you're talking about competing in anything that we do, you're always talking about going against the very best. And Coach Belichick and however you want to word it or however you want to write that, he's going to be considered the very best, if not the best, to ever do it in our profession. And I got so much respect for what he's done in his career. I would never, ever feel slighted or feel anything other way than what people would feel about a Coach Belichick, right? But you got a process in place and you go through it and let the best man win. And whatever the case may be, I'm just fortunate to be sitting here in front of you. But to tell Falcon fans that we're going to go out there and do because of our football character. Metagenics gets to the...
football character. Metagenics gets. It's our job to go out there and get wins. And that was my job in this whole process. That's how I looked at it, right? I got so much respect for anybody who's interviewed or been a part of this process that I, 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 I can speak to the world about all of them. And it's not just Coach Belichick's. It's all of them. It's all the people that we interviewed. Now, do I know their names? No, because they didn't matter at the time, right? They were all, most of them were gray matter because it was just a competition. You're going out there presenting your best self, being your best self, being the best version of yourself. And that's all I can be every single day. Go back left to Allison. Go back left to Allison. Hey, Allison. <laughs> How are you? Good to see you again. At what point, I guess, uh, when you left in 2020, could you ever have imagined that you would be back here being the head coach for the Atlanta Falcons? Allison, you hit the nail on the head. This is coming home. And when you get a chance to go back home in this profession, it is extremely important. And it is extremely critical to everybody involved. And that is a special moment, not just for me, but for my family, for everybody involved, for the media members that I see around that I know. Um, I can feel the excitement through my texts. I can feel the excitement through the phone calls. I can look at DJ Shockley right now and feel the excitement, even though he's trying to be very serious in the back. <laughs> but this has been a process for me that has been outstanding and so much fun. I can't tell you. I can't express the joy that I have right now to be able to come back and work with the Blanks, to be able to come back and work with all these people around me that I've been with for years. And I could talk about this for the rest of the press conference. And I probably may bore you, but I don't know if you've ever been in this spot to coming back home, but this is certainly the best feeling in the world. Go to Bailey, back right. Hey, Coach. Bailey Burmaster, Atlanta News First. Uh, welcome. Kind of going off of that, I'm curious – from 2020 to now, being here as the head coach, where do you feel like you've grown and changed both personally and professionally to make this feel different? Bailey, that goes back to me uh, talking about where I've come from, right? Getting the chance to go help a friend in Sean McVay, go win a championship. Getting the chance to go be around Les Need and really be jealous of that relationship, right? When I got there, one of the first things I told Sean, just noticing how we moved through daily and rhythm and routine and things that we've done was, man, I am jealous of you and Les Needs' relationship. I said, to watch you guys collaborate and move in silence, be able to talk about everything, have your communication ongoing, have your communication um, consistent, honest, open, all of those things that you guys do with each other, that is the next step. The maturity level that you get from that and being able to watch that and also talking to one of your really good friends while you're winning the championship, having the ability to go through some hard times that following year, having the year to start off with a really young team and start with your fundamentals, start with your physicality, start with controlling the ball, starting with some of those pillars, I thought was a really cool process. It was a really cool learning experience for me. You know, it was no more fun than helping one of your best friends in the world, one of the people that you care about, winning the championship with an organization, having a chance to take all of those lessons learned, being able to listen, being able to communicate, and now bringing it back here to the Atlanta community to go out here and win what we need to do. And I got a lot of confidence that we can do that with the people I know are here. We'll go Gabe Burns on your left. Hi, Raheem, congrats. Gabe yeah, Burns, AJC. You, Gabe. Uh, could you just give us a little insight into your coaching staff and why Robinson and Lake were the right guys to bring over? Uh, yeah, I could talk about Robinson uh, first. You know, Robinson's our offensive coordinator for those who don't know. Um, and I explained to these guys when we talked about our staff and we talked about this collaborative effort of going to look for people and being, like, being detailed in the people that we wanted to bring in. And Robinson, from my head and my experience, made a lot of sense. I was around the young Kyle Shanahan, and I saw him really develop and grow into this great play caller that we know that's playing next week, right? I was around Sean McVay when he was young, really young, right? He was with my family really young. And I watched him grow and develop into this great player that we know, play caller that we know. And when I talked about it, you start to name the names, the Mike McDaniels, you start to name the names, the Matt LaFleur, and all the people that you're able to work with, right? This organization was the first organization to allow me to coach on both sides of the ball, right? Whether it was switching in the middle of the season, whether it was switching during the season, whatever the case was. And I saw it, I worked with people, I was with Dirk Cutter, I was with all these guys, Steve Sarkeesian, all these people in the playoffs, and I see Zach Robinson, and I see him in the same light. Right? I see him growing, I see him developing, I see him bringing this timing and rhythm and this balance to our offense that we can have and go out here and play. And whatever it looks like, it's going to be fast. And it's going to be with those, based on those pillars that we talked about earlier. And those are the things that really just lit me up and made me ecstatic to 
have an opportunity to bring a guy like Zach Robinson to part of this. And I won't go as elaborate to the rest of the people, but I go so far back with Jimmy Lake, talking about our Tampa days, our core beliefs, some of the things that we believe in, likely-mindedness, likely mindedness, his ability to go call it in college, really have a real tenure in college where you climb the ladder of his defensive coordinator, going to a head coach, having the ability to go through some hard times, fighting through some things. So the people you want to be around are really people that really fought through the process. And then I get here, and Marquise is here. And you're talking about a young, dynamic coach that you can bring on and keep a part of your staff because of the people you know that you've been around, that you trust, and that's hired this guy. And I thought that was really impressive to me, and I thought that was really important for me to be around the right people. Right? This is a people business. And I'll just talk about my coordinators right now, unless you have specifics. But I was really excited to be able to bring those guys a part of the Atlanta Falcon family. Got Josh Kendall on the right. Josh Kendall with The Athletic. You refer to this as home. Why? You know, Josh, um, I spent a lot of time in Atlanta before I was even in Atlanta, right? I was a frequent Mountain Sky visitor, right? That allowed me to be around Arthur and his whole family, his entire family, and be a part of those, that whole nature of what it looks like. A big part of what we do here is listening, right? And when I was here, I had the ability to grow and learn and develop and switching both sides of the ball, like I just mentioned, right? At the same place, at the same time, doing whatever it takes to win football games. Being here in 2016 and reaching the pinnacle and just coming up short, Right. That was a real critical moment for me. Right. So only not only knowing the owner as the owner, but knowing him as a personal level. I've, I've been I've been hired by Rich McKay three times. Right. In Tampa here twice. Actually four. Right. I mean, you don't get no more home than actually having the ability to talk about those things. Greg Beatles. I remember I walked by this guy in the hallway. And we didn't speak. We didn't say a word. Right? And I would walk by Greg Beatles at four o'clock in the morning. and He'd be the only person in the building. I'm wondering who is this guy in the building with me? Right? And now he's the president of his, of his organization, and we're moving in the right directions. And these people here are just a part of my life. You know, they know my family, I know their families, and I can't wait to build this thing. Man, this thing is different, right? You know, we spend more time with the people that we work with, sometimes more than our own families, right? And I have no idea how my wife made my daughter sit this still and this long and be this patient, but she's done an unbelievable job. And it's no different than what they've done with me and my development. That's why this is home. When you walked in the door at Tampa Bay, what did you think was the single most important part of a head coach's job? And is that answer different as you sit there right now? It's 100%. Right? When you're 32 years old, you got all the answers. Right? Just ask me, and I'll tell you. Right? And what you find out is it's a learning process every single day. And you, be able to, you better be able to lean on people and talk to people and find out what is the best thing at work. Right? When I took this job and I got offered it, right, by Terry and Arthur, obviously, making the decision, but I told him in my interview process, I said, hey, I don't need to be the smartest person in the building. I want to hire, I want to have, I want to be contribute, I want to collaborate with all the smart people that you've assembled. I mean, you're talking about Carl Peterberg back there? You're talking about one of the smartest men I know, right? And, like, I want to be able to collaborate with all those guys and get into the building and do those things and find out what's the best way to move forward with everybody that we're doing. Every person that we brought into the staff whether it be any position, whether it's chief of staff, Steve Skarnecchia, and you bring a guy in like that to give direction and do the things that you want to do, and you join in with Sarah, who's going to absolutely take us to the next level of what we want to do and how we collaborate and how we go about our business. We're talking about Terry being with Kyle and talking about Ryan Pace. The development over the last 10 days has just been so much fun that I'm so excited to get to the job and actually get to Flowery Branch. I heard it's a construction site, but I can't wait to get out there to do what we need to do. And, and, and all of those things and all those factors that you build throughout the process help you learn and grow. And if you don't get – I learned a long time ago in Tampa Bay from John Gruden. I took my first job in 2002, the first time Rich McKay hired me. And John used to always tell us, he said, you either get better or you get worse. And I've been in the process of getting better since those days and that moment leading up to us right now. On your right, Steak. Hey, Coach. Uh, Stake Shapiro, uh, 92-9 the game. Um, unfortunately, seven years ago was a seminal moment for Atlanta sports as you were up on the sideline to watch it. Um, I'm wondering how much appreciation you have for the, for the pain of that moment and how it shaped some of the Falcon fans. And if you allowed yourself to think about for yourself and the fans of Atlanta and the folks that had been through what, what that was, uh, what it would be like to kind of uh, bring it all back home and you be a part of that and what it would mean for this community. You won the award for best dress, by the way. You got it. <laughs> I'll tell you this. It is a part of coming home, right? That 2016 loss 
it, it stings as, as, as bad as anyone I've ever had. Actually, the worst I've ever had on a stinging momentum, right? And to be able to come back here and get some, some real cool redemption, right? I want to watch Arthur Blank, work done, some of these guys hold up that trophy. Do you think? Yeah, do you think you have? You're a, let me finish. Oh, sorry. You're going to ask a question before I get finished. Oh, it was a I'm pause. That was a dramatic really, pause. I'm trying to give you these real yeah, dramatic go. pauses. Yes. And you just don't want to buy in. <laughs> but that moment for us and our fans, and and it's just not that moment. It's, it's I, we were a part of it. We were all of us. We added some pieces. We got different players. We got new leadership. We got different things in place that's going to help us rewrite that history. And I'm going to be right in it with the fans. And they're going to be right in it with us. Right? That support that I'm going to show those guys and the support that they're going to show us, we will change that narrative because we can. Go ahead now. No, that's it. That's a, do you think the pieces, do you see enough pieces here that that process looks, it could, looks like it could be on its way? And, and, and is there a mindset of how long it would take? You know what the cool part about that is, is um, you go through this process and you talk about all these other jobs, right? And you, you, you go home and every time you think about interviewing for a different spot, you think about how you would create, how you would form, how you would collaborate with the people that are there, what you want to do. And this one, you sit home and you're just thinking, man, I hope Terry calls me today. Come on, Terry, just pick up the phone and make the call. <laughs> Somebody go in there and talk to Arthur and let's get this thing done, right? And you do it because of the things that everybody here was a part of, right? Terry's done a great job along with the people and the help around this building in order to form the team and put them in position to go out there and win, right? It's a big old elephant in the back of the room and who's going to be the trigger man, who's going to do those things, and let's go collaborate together. Let's go figure out those things. Let's go put ourselves in the best position to go win football games, and I got a lot of confidence in the people in this room that we can. Mark Zeno on your left. Raheem Mark Zeno, 92 of the game. This is for you and Terry as well, uh, kind of dovetailing that, you know, taking this job right now with an owner who has clearly expressed his desire to win now with a roster that looks like it's ready to win now. I know you're in year one and there usually is some grace period, but Terry also in year four. How much pressure do you feel at this moment to get this team to the playoffs and win now in your first year for both of you? If you can give me an opportunity to let me know which owner doesn't give you pressure to win now, I'd like to feel that question back to you. But like, I don't hang on many NFL this is, this is what we do. And uh, you got your skelly on, you're really intimidating. But this job, this job has comes with pressure. And it comes with pressure that we're all built for. And like, uh, you got to embrace that. You got to embrace those moments. You got to want those moments. Um, we got to live for those moments. And I don't know about Terry, but like, I, I can't wait to go out here and try to win with this man. Yeah, it, it's exciting, and it's like any other uh, – uh, obviously all owners are passionate, but, man, I think we have the most passionate owner. He wants to win in the worst way. He's no different than that passionate fan in the front. That That's who he is. And you get calls at all hours of the night and him just talking about little things because he that's all he thinks about is winning and wanting to do everything he can do to win, and he'll provide us anything, literally anything, to – to, to help us win. And sometimes it's people like Greg that have to make it happen, that have to do it. But look, you go to our facility right now and look at what's going on there. It's exciting looking at what our locker room is going to be, what our weight room is going to be, looking at what things, there's a lot of exciting things going on. So we appreciate that about Arthur Blank, how passionate he is. And we know he'll provide us with whatever we need to win. And, and the one thing I can add with that too is like, and I know I've been talking too much guys, but this is my press conference. <laughs> but <laughs> the one thing I can add with that is, is, it does come with pressure, no doubt about it. But, like, when you know you are fully supported by the owner the way we are, that makes it special, too. You know, like, we all got pressure. You know, that, that, that's a part of what we do. That's a part of life. But the support that he shows, uh, the direct communication, all of those things that you know you can have with him is, is really important to how we move. And I think that's important. How many conversations have you guys had about the quarterback position and what is that going to look like going forward? You know what's cool about that is uh, we've had very limited conversations about it right now. And the reason being we've got to formulate a great staff. We've collaborated more on building this staff and we, we're almost done. 
right? We got a lot of people in place and we want to get people there. And we've had some conversations in brief passing and we have some ways that we know we can go about getting it. Obviously free agency, obviously trade, obviously the draft. Um, and those communication to me just landing the other day are gonna continue to happen. I'm so tired of looking at this man on Zoom that I'm so happy to be here so we can do these things. And he's a lot better looking in person than he's on Zoom. <laughs> and, and I'm so excited to be here with him and his family and to move forward and to grow our family um, along with everybody that is, it's going to be a real crew process of going out there finding out what we can do and how we can do it. Right next to him, Brandon, home team leak. Coach, welcome back to Atlanta. Home team, Brandon Leak from Sports Radio 680 The Fan. Welcome back home. Question for you, uh, follow up on that question, the attributes. You've been a Super Bowl champion. What are the attributes of a Super Bowl caliber quarterback? You've seen Matt Ryan. You've seen Matthew Stafford. What are those attributes as you guys search for the right quarterback to get it right? And for Terry, uh, last time we assembled, uh, we were told that in the last power structure, you reported to Rich McKay and the coach reported to Rich McKay. Now the power structure has changed a little bit where you and Coach Morris report to Arthur Blank. How is that different for the organization moving forward? Okay. You go first? It doesn't matter. I'm tired of talking, so you can go. I'm going first? Okay. Yeah, good. great question. And so initially the, the way the process was is I was partners with the head coach, reported to Rich McKay, and then ultimately Arthur Blank. And you had a brand-new GM, Right, no experience as a GM, and you had a brand new head coach, no experience as a head coach, so that's natural. That said, this decision making was always ours. Um, we kept leadership in form, and yet the decision making was always ours. And I appreciate having really smart, experienced people around. I, I, that's really important. You, we talk about author blank, we have a lot of conversations. Sometimes it's not about football where we could be talking about a football decision, and he relates it to business and some experiences that he had, that's very valuable. I like having people like that around. Rich McKay, he's, he's drafted Hall of Fame players. He's hired Hall of Fame head coaches. Tony Dungy told me the story about when he went through that process with him and how a lot of other people would have never hired him, but the way Rich took his time to get to know him, hearing those stories are really valuable. You love having that kind of experience around you and the willingness to share those stories, not only the ones that were successful, the ones that weren't, and Rich changes his stories up sometimes. They're not always the same, but, but it's real valuable having that experience around. I appreciate that. And even though he's going to be in some other areas, it's, you appreciate having that around. Look, my dad lost my dad last year. My dad never worked in a front office. He never sat in the GM seat. But I appreciated though, all those conversations with him because they, there's life experience. So having experienced people around you that you can lean on and communicate with is really important. So you value that. Again, that said, the decision-making was always uh, myself and, and Arthur Smith at the time. Moving forward, the decision-making is myself and Raheem. We keep everyone informed, and that's important. Um, I'm excited about moving forward with, with Greg Beatles. You know, in, in the first two years, Greg was obviously in a different role, and so I didn't have a lot of direct dealings with Greg, and yet you respected him from afar. And then this last year, once he became president, there's a lot of direct dealings with him, and it's been outstanding. Greg's obviously really smart. Um, he's an excellent communicator. He's very direct and honest. And the way Greg went from being an intern and became the president, that's a pretty cool story. And so he knows every part of the building. And he's helped me a lot learn about the business part and some of the nuances that I don't understand in the other areas of the business. So it's been great working with Greg. He's the type of person that whatever we need, he's going to figure out a way to get it done. That's who he is. If he can help us win, he's going to figure out a way. So again, working with with Raheem over these last, these previous 10 days. It's been really collaborative and fun. And, and obviously, Greg, um, we've all, I, I, we haven't seen. This is the heart. Moving forward. And, sure, and it just answers the question about the quarterback. You know, we got a real good vision, right? And obviously, it'd be a shared vision between myself, Terry, and our coaching staff and a lot of his scouting staff and the people that we're going to involve in that whole process. But we got a real clear understanding of what it looks like in Atlanta, right? We've seen it at a very high level, right? And what was Matt Ryan? You know, you talk about just the people that you've coached. And you know, I just come from real clear what it looks like quarterback when you're talking about Matthew Stafford. But when, when you get those guys that are elite processors, when you get those guys that are decision makers, when you get those guys that can just cut it loose and play ball and also play with those great fundamental techniques that we're talking about, the base, the balance, the short hitches in the pocket, some of those things, 
it, it makes you excited, right? To go out there and find those things, right? Sometimes not easy to see, right? Obviously, you got to be easy to see, right? Obviously, you got to look at some college tape. Sometimes you can see a little bit more free agency tape. Sometimes you can visualize that thing, how you can trade, right? But you got all those windows out there. You got all those avenues. But I got a lot of confidence in the people that are going to be able to help me and be a part of um, finding our next quarterback to, to move, move forward. Very back right, Michael Cunningham. <clears throat> Question for Terry. Uh, Arthur has talked about the importance of um, the collaboration between the coach and the GM when it comes to, to building the roster. Uh, what did you see from Raheem in his interviews that let you know this is a guy who I can be on the same page when it comes to that kind of stuff? Yeah, thanks, Michael. And, you know, I, I didn't know Raheem before we got on the Zoom. I didn't know him personally. But I had been hearing a lot of really positive things about him. And even when he was a head coach in Tampa, I told him I told him some few things about his press conferences because I used to listen to him. And so I've known about him or of him for a long time. And, and the way people talk about him is that part of it. He's a really good teammate. He's a really good person. And when you think of the personal part of it, all those things, you get into his football acumen, it's really impressive. But so I was really excited going into the first Zoom. And after the first Zoom, when you go through it and you really see the way he speaks and the way he communicates, I felt like we've known each other forever. And we kept going through the process, and we take our time, and then we obviously have the next interview. But all the research that you do on him, all the people, whether it's current players, former players, uh, staff members that he's worked with. And another part, somebody asked about the coaching staff. A lot of guys on our coaching staff were excited about staying because of Raheem, and they had opportunities. We have coaches that had contracts on the table with other teams, and they held off because they wanted to see if they were going to have an opportunity here and obviously really honest with him and, and hey the next head coach is going to meet with you and and Raheem went through that process and did that and guys were really excited about being here they turned down other opportunities to come back and he was willing to 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 to, to listen to our opinions and then spend time with them so um I knew prior to from doing the research and and obviously all the time we spent with him thus far it's been exciting Charles Odom on your left Charles Odom with Associated Press, so welcome back. Uh, good to see you. Um, yet another quarterback question. You, you spoke about the, you know, moving forward to find the right qu the quarterback, um, and we've talked about the, the roster as it's currently constructed. Um, as you make the decisions about how to uh, look at quarterback, free agency, trade, draft, um, how important is it to make decisions about is this roster ready to win with just help from the, the right guy uh, taking the snap and um, uh, what, what's your, you know, how would you compare that to, to what you've gone through before, you know, with the Rams and Tampa Bay? First of all, it's good to see you again, but there's, there's never one reason why you win a championship. Um, there's always a bunch of different reasons, right? And the quarterback is always the, the elephant that sits in the back of the room that everybody can talk about because usually those are the people that get too much blame sometimes or too much credit at times, you know, whether you're talking about the head coach, the quarterback, or whatever the case may be. But it's the pieces around it, right? And when you're talking about Terry Fontenot being your general manager, it starts there, right? The collaboration, the shared vision, some of the things that we've been to do in the last 10 days really excites me. Then you talk about the pieces of the team that's been put in place by everybody here just in general, right? And you talk about the relentless ability to improve every single day. And you're talking about every position that we have on the football team. You're talking about role clarity for everybody that we have and how they're going to do it and how they're going to go about their business. You, you want to make sure that we are trying to get better at all times, right? And when you're talking about adding a quarterback, those are some of the factors that take you over the top. Those are the things that give you a chance to win every single game. And the quote that Terry mentioned from my Tampa days he talked about was he said, he never forgot when I said there's a mentality, mentality before it's ever reality. And... When he said it, I was like, man, I did say that. <laughs> that was a cool statement. <laughs> but it's certainly that. It is definitely a mentality for every reality. Let's go put our people in position to win. Let's go find the people to do it. Let's make sure we give real clear, defined roles on how we want to do it. Let's get a vision. Let's make it happen. And go execute it. That's the key. Right next to Charles, Ken. Uh, Raheem, Ken Segura, the Journal Constitution. Uh, welcome. Uh, question for both of you guys. Raheem, first, after Tampa, your record was what it was. Did you have 
concerns, worries that you would never get another chance, and kind of what was that weight like? And then Terry, uh, as far as you use word leading the the search, can you describe kind of what that entailed for kind of how your role fit in the in the process? Yep. Ken, I uh, you don't know me very well, but I definitely don't think like that. You know, like uh, I'm a driven person, and you know. I'm willing to fight any obstacle put in front of me. And my thought process was never having the opportunity to do it again. It was more about finding the right opportunity than people to do it with. Because usually that's the most important thing when you're doing any of these type of jobs. Like, who are you doing it with, right? And I really don't care about any of the other things, right? Circumstances are circumstances. How you go about your business is how you go about your business. But coming here, bringing it full circle, doing it with these people again, Greg Beatles, you know, Rich McKay, Terry, Arthur Blank, Dukes. Man, I, I am excited, right? This was the right opportunity. This is the opportunity. This is our opportunity. And, and that's how I've always felt that way. Like, I, I never felt, I've never gone into that state of mind. And I won't allow myself to. And, you know, I got a lot of reasons over to my left why that won't happen. You know, a lot of mentally tough people over there. I don't know if you know my brother-in-law, Michael, but he's pretty mentally tough. And... uh He's the real deal. Yeah, so it, uh, it was a really, it, it was collaborative, like we said, and, and Arthur Blank is going to make the ultimate decision, as he did, but the entire process was collaborative. When I say lead the search in regards to uh, the interviews, I was leading the interviews, and there were other people, and it was very, very detailed and organized in, in, in the way we asked questions, the way we went through and make sure we got the uh, right answers and made sure we assessed everything and it, it was very it was a very detailed organized process but i led that process if that makes sense go reggie back right hey coach congratulations uh reggie chapman 11 alive tv here in atlanta the nbc station uh you knew you'd have to talk a lot of stuff talk about a lot of things in this press conference but one of the things you mentioned very early is that it wasn't lost on you that you're the first full-time black head coach here for the atlanta falcons why is that such a big deal for you, and why is that not lost? And you know, how cool is it also to be sitting alongside Terry as well? I'll start with the Terry question first. It's really cool to be sitting next to him. You know, I, I, I think uh, you find guys in your life and you want to be a part of and you want to work with. And, you know, these last 10 days have been pretty special, but it started even special just throughout the process, right? The Zoom interview that turned into the in-person, and it really turned into this real cool collaboration just in those small moments of time. And I thought that was a really cool spot to build, right? And you mentioned being the first um, black coach with, without the interim tag, like I talked about earlier, but that's not about me. That's about us, all of us, right? That is the progress. That is the movement. That is what we look for. Um, that's been talked about every single process that I've been through. And I, I believe I told somebody, I can't remember who I told, but I told somebody in this whole process, I said, you know the coolest part about this process was? That it wasn't even brought up. About it being a lack of diversity, about it being a lack of um, black people having an opportunity to be head coaches. Right? I think it was three in this cycle. I don't know exactly, but it was never even brought up. And I thought that was a real cool moment, that that was less about what we talked about and was more about the right people for the job and the right placement for people in their jobs than that. And that's why I thought it was pretty cool, because it was more about the people before me. It's more about the people after me, you know, and particularly that little one sitting over there, Jalen, right? It's more about him. Stick at that table with Kelly. It's right here, right next to him. Kelly Price from Fox 5. Welcome back. Um, I'm curious for you, what do you feel like is the biggest difference between the Raheem Morris who's sitting here now and the one that was on that sideline just a couple of years ago and was potentially going to be the head coach back then, obviously here now. What are the biggest differences that you think they maybe saw throughout this interview process? You know, I don't know if there's anything that you solved throughout the interview process. I don't know if you can do it that way. I think it's more about um, my own personal development, right? Sometimes you need to get away from each other, you know, and you get a chance to go away and you grow. And I certainly, you know, didn't have time to sit around and soaking of the fact that I didn't get it the first time, right? It was find a way to go get better. And I went away, I got around some really great people that I mentioned before, got a chance to do those things, got a chance to have some, the ultimate success in this profession, found a way to really go through adversity 
and see who comes out of those things, comes out of those moments, and find a way to rebuild it and do it again, right? All at the same place in a matter of three years. I mean, what a ride, right? Before I left LA, I went out to eat dinner with Sean and we talked about that. I mean, what a ride that was for the last three years. And all it did was make me better to come back home to find a way to finish off 2016 that we didn't get done. Now to add to that, Kelly, some people aren't open in talking about their previous experiences, if whether they went well or didn't. Some people aren't very open about it, but the openness and the humility and the clear vision of the things that he's seen from all his experiences and how he's adapted, um, he's very open about that. But what stuck out about that is I know how smart he is and I know how the acumen and the experience, all that stuff. I mean, there's not many people that can go – these are the best in the world, what they do to go on either side of the ball. That, that's pretty rare. But the humility, the natural humility, and talking about things and being very open about how he would adjust, that, that really stuck out. You probably can't tell, Kelly, that uh, Raheem's a pretty positive person. <laughs> and, you know, I think that was something that, that uh, made an impression on us was the hard times it has gone through in the past and the learnings, that's what he, he turned it into a learning. You know, there's a lot of people in this industry, if, if it didn't work out somewhere, um, that they're bitter about that and, and they can't let go of it. Um, and so, you know, I definitely saw that in Raheem that he wanted to learn from it and he took those learnings and he's been a mentor to all these guys that are, that are head coaches in the NFL, even when he wasn't a head coach, they're all looking to him. Uh, for, for leadership and mentorship, and that, that made a big impact on us. Go Joe Patrick, front row left. Hey, Raheem, right here. Uh, Joe Patrick, 99 the game. Nice to meet you. Um, back to the quarterback issue, and Terry, if you have anything to say about this, I'd love to hear it as well, but um, you, you'll obviously have a lot of people, people you'll rely on when it comes to making a decision on a quarterback that you might want to acquire. I want to ask in particular about Zach Robinson and his background with quarterbacks, not just coaching them, but obviously – his background and having evaluated them, um, how much will you lean on him? And just in general with Zach, how have you kind of observed him and working with some of the quarterbacks in, in uh, L.A.? Sure. Zach is uh, one of the cooler guys that you – I can't wait to you guys meet him, right? He's one of the cooler guys to be around, right? He's played the position. You know, he's got some really cool stories about playing the position in Oklahoma State and doing some of those things. He lost to me when he was at Oklahoma State when I was at Kansas State, so make sure you guys remind him that when he gets here. But um, his ability to connect – with the quarterback, his ability to relate to the quarterback and what they do and how they do it and how they go about their process. You know, how do they get to the point to be ready to play at the highest level that you need to play in this league? I thought stood out to me working with him. Uh, watching the work that he did with the quarterbacks that's come through when I was in the LA Rams has been absolutely outstanding. Watching his development with golf and then watching it come with Matthew Stafford. We go through a year where you do it with a couple different guys in the backup situation. We had we had we had Baker Mayfield midway. He gets it going, win some games where we probably even shouldn't have won because of the ability for those guys to be able to connect. Getting to this season, we get it going again. We really rally around our quarterback. We find a way to win. The the whole team has belief. And that belief just doesn't start with just the player. It's the coaches around them. It's the people around them. It's the things you do to make it really special. And he has an amazing ability to connect with guys and get guys and get the best out of them, no matter what happens in the most positive way, which Greg just mentioned and alluded to, but I am fired up to watch him as a teacher. I'm fired up to watch him as a mentor, as a confidant. Um, all of those criteria, those criteria that we talk about when we talk about really good coaches. And the young man just has really high capacity. It really does. And I'm fired up to get, for, to get him here and get us going. Products built for all types of work. Meet your power suite at Monday.com. You good. I, I, was, I, was getting, I, was, I was getting tired for him. I was going to be patient about it. Congratulations and welcome home, Coach. Yes, sir. Uh, first off, Tony Reese, WTVM News Leader 9 out of Columbus, Georgia, the ABC affiliate. First off, Coach, when you first got the recognition that you were going to be named the head coach, you received a lot of play, praise from several players across the league. Just kind of what did that mean to you as well? And in year one, just kind of your vision, some of your goals, what you hope to implement. You know, um, it's always a cool experience when you get praise from players you've coached, players you've been around, players you've, um, that have retired and moved on and done different things, and players that are, that are now coaching and doing some of those things. That is like the coolest thing in the world because uh, it just shows the impact that you wanted to have in their lives and how you've had it. Um, and I, I don't even know um, how you feel at those moments because it's, it's so surreal that it just makes you just know what, you, what you've accomplished this far 
and how special it is to you and to them that it's just fun. I don't know how to just put it. It's just fun, right? And, you know, as a coach, you're always taught to annoy the noise, right? And that's got to be a part of the noise as well. But it is cool um, to get some acknowledgement from people that you work with and coached and be able to do those things. Cause that, that, that's a cool thing. You know, um, you don't make prediction in this business. It's too hard. You know, but like I said before, um, every single year you're competing for a championship. You know, and the clear-cut goal for us is obviously to win the South. And if you can win the South, you can qualify to get into the playoffs. And if you can get to the playoffs, anything can happen. So you want to go out there and try to get yourself into those, that mindset. Because like Terry mentioned, it's definitely a mentality for us every reality. And that's got to be the focus of all of us. And the last thing with that is, why not us? Why not? Tanitra, on your left. Yes. That is the voice of our new head football coach, Raheem Morris. We are live at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. It's Dukes and Bell, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. You've been listening live to the coverage of Raheem Morris's presser. We're going to come back. We've got a lot to talk about. A lot has been said. Terry Fontenot, the general manager, talking about the collaborative effort of these two individuals. And they are both going to join us live coming up here on the show. It's Dukes and Bell. Stay right there. Atlanta, we have a new head football coach. It's Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance but hurry in these deals won't last add more joy to your journey at the hyundai getaway sales event now get zero percent apr or up to 1500 bonus cash on the hyundai tucson now during the hyundai getaway sales event offers end soon call 562-314-4603 for details Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.